fucking we got Pitt, mm-hmm. we got Leo, we got the fucking sixties, hippies. Yes. We got the new Tarantino movie, bro. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Electro and Bono Movie Power Hour. <laughs> you know what? Where's Hawk at? Listener discretion advised. That's where the trailer should play or something. Is it? I don't know. It should. <laughs> just if we had a better podcast. Just the audio. Yeah. Yeah. If we could fucking do that, that'd be cool. <laughs> could we legally? I wonder. Um, I listen to some podcasts. That they do, do that. that. But whatever. These bitches can fucking go to YouTube and watch the trailer. I'm sure you've seen the fucking trailer. Yeah. First of all, if you're listening to this, you're probably related or... <laughs> <laughs> or are really close friends. <laughs> so you've probably seen this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so fucking, we went to see the, I've seen it twice already. I only watched it the one time. We saw it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. High as fuck on <laughs> animals. Oh, God. High as fuck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, we got two pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Because at the fucking Century, yeah, they sell fucking Pizza Hut there now, dude. Which is so, great. They sell beer and Pizza Hut. Yes, mm-hmm. and Wait, like full, cookies. full on Pizza Hut, like a personal size one, but oh, like okay. it tastes like yeah. actual pizza. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not like fucking lunchroom bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah, we got two pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good little setup. I don't know. Were you not drinking anymore? Well, I, I think, think I think we were just drinking ices. We went to our classic. Mm-hmm. We've been spoiled by beer at the fucking movie theaters lately. That before it used to be ices, popcorn, water. That was it, you know. Now it's like okay, fucking Elysium, slumping <laughs> Elysium, and two pizzas, please. <laughs> we're gonna go see a movie. <laughs> And a large popcorn and M and M's. That's <laughs> that's the deal. Fucking so. There's a, I was fucking hyped for this. Movie. Yeah, I was pretty pumped for it too. The trailer. Remember when we went to go see Theo? I was showing you the trailer when we were in like Lily's fucking apartment and shit. Yeah. How how long ago was that? That was we went to see Theo in. That was a while ago. I just May. May was it June? in May or June? Let me check it out. June, this is July. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't that long. <laughs> it was a long time for a pothead. Let me tell <laughs> And the big deal is that this is Tarantino's ninth movie, right? That was in March. Is... He's pretentious. March. Like, uh, like um, uh, after in the all of his movies, he says, like, the fucking third film by Quentin Tarantino. Or the fourth film. It's like, okay, bro. You're the, why are you counting on that? <laughs> <laughs> But He's just letting people know, I feel like. And then number like, eight was The Hateful Eight. Are you kidding? That's <laughs> so good. That's fucking awesome, bro. He's, he's good, but one. he's really full of, full of himself, right? He's a, he's, a, he's a little full of himself. But he's a fucking terrific he's a genius. filmmaker. Do you so. think so? I don't think he's full of himself. 
I don't know. A little bit. But he's like this fucking really cool fucking cat, right? So he's just kind of... He's kind of a weird guy too though He's very weird Oh fuck yeah Oh he's out there It seems like he's on cocaine all the time yeah. I'm just gonna say it <laughs> and I don't think he is I don't think any lesser of him either Oh fuck it's no like, I think I think more of him <laughs> right. I spent, wish he was on cocaine all those times <laughs> he's, if he, he's been on cocaine this whole time He's spent at least half of his money <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine Fucking Yeah but we were really pumped for this movie Even like I don't know how long ago it was announced Alright Quentin Tarantino They announced the cast first yeah, exactly. right? Well there was a rumor There was rumors first mm. At first it was like okay Tarantino is gonna make his new movie And it's gonna be about the Charles Manson murders And it was like what <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes <laughs> And then Shortly after, they were like, okay, here's like the cast. It's going to be Leo and fucking, fucking Brad Pitt. Hit and it. when that was happening, we were everybody was like, oh shit, like is Leo or Pitt, is one of them going to be Charles Manson? Right. Because either one of them can grow long hair and a fucking beard, and I'm sure they can do a fine job fucking acting like Charles That's Manson. That's true. You're, you know? right. You're right. So when it was first announced, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, Brad Pitt's going to be fucking Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. Shit, you know? yeah. And they said Margot Robbie. I think they said Margot Robbie was going to be Sharon Tate. And back then, there was the rumor was that the crazy chick that, like, you know, did the killings and shit was going to be Jennifer Lawrence. Oh. <gasps> But as we come to know, the movie isn't really fucking about that. So that was just full on speculation. That's awesome, though. That's fucking sick. Because they were just saying it's a Charles Manson movie and all these people are going to be in it. So everybody just kind of started being like, oh, this guy's going to be that. That guy's going to be that. But it was complete. Like until not till like maybe a month or two later, they were like, no, like the Manson story is just going to be kind of like the back ground or the time and setting of this story right right, right. and it doesn't really it's not really about that it's just kind of happening in the background they're around it and right. they don't even know it like, and it's pretty all this was genius. in 2017 what was when all this was announced and all that okay see so that's two years yeah it's pretty good or i don't know it was there now a long late, time to have a boner oh yeah, yeah. It's good anticipation, man. And just because of that, too, like, you think about the characters and you kind of already have an idea of where these fuckers need to take it. I mean, you expect nothing less from Leo or oh. fucking Pitt because of Inglorious and Django. Oh, and not only that, they've That's both done so masterful, many good Masterful, masterful actors, those fucking guys. Both but of them Oscar-worthy. The fact that they were already in Tarantino films is what makes it like, okay, they already set up a fucking bar that's pretty high on multiple levels. One's about World War II, mm-hmm. the other one's about slavery, and it's just like, holy fuck. And they're both coming together in this crazy film about the Manson. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking in. That's fucking fantastic. I'm yeah, fucking punk. so fucking. We got the speculation. Then we get the synopsis. They're like, no, it's really about Leonardo DiCaprio. He's an an actor, and Brad Pitt's his stuntman. And the and the Manson shit's happening kind of in the background. And then we get your, we get the first trailer back. It was like in March. You said that's when we went to go see him. Mm-hmm. So that's when that first trailer around the time that first trailer came out. And when I saw that trailer, I was 
you know, that boner got at least <laughs> half a inch. <laughs> wow, that's a good <laughs> but in, it was cold because up. I was aroused in a weird fucking turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> My dick was like, yeah, I am so hard that I'm going to shrink, but I'm not going to lose stiffness. <laughs> That was my dick. Anyways, yeah, that trailer was fucking awesome. You saw, oh yeah, we there was this, when the cast was announced. Bruce Lee was one of the characters in the cast, and mm-hmm. we were like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And I've already explained. It. I'm sure I've already talked about it before in the podcast about what they talked about, how Bruce Lee was linked to that shit, right, right. Which is a cool story, but. Whatever. So we're like, oh shit, fucking Bruce Lee's in this. That trailer comes out and you see Brad Pitt fighting Bruce Lee. <laughs> and fucking this dude doing a pretty good Bruce Lee like in, interpretation. It's a little it's a Floor little like exaggerated, water. but it's like, you know, it's played for comedy. But I think he overall it was like a pretty good representation of him. Right. I feel like it's like parallel universe shit, you know? Exactly. It's kind of just like, okay, this timeline isn't true. So you kind of see these characters be so fucking outrageous. And I mean, fuck, the whole movie just has that element. But, but his the, character. But the thing, well, yeah. His his character was, I, I enjoyed it. And you know what? I grew up watching Bruce Lee shit. And let me tell you, that motherfucker makes all them sounds. They make the, I know. So That's one of the controversial things. Well, we'll talk His about his movement, everything. It was good. Yeah, it was good. So it adds more to the movie. Fuck, I was in for it because of Pitt and Leo, and then you had Bruce Lee. I'm in mm-hmm. even more. Fuck it, let's go. The guy Mike Mike Mo that played Bruce Lee. He's a fifth degree black belt in American Taekwondo. So he's That's legit. Right. Yeah, he's Korean. He is best known for playing Ryu. In Street Fighter, Assassin's First, and Resurrection. What? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't watch the, the voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> the video game? I know. Apparently, they has yeah, live action movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Maybe we'll review those. Yeah. Next. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> Just going to go through this guy's filmography. Uh-huh. Yeah, but... We're very excited for it. Um, uh, it was two hours and forty minutes long. Oh fuck! It did not feel that long. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to say that's what she said. <laughs> two wow. Two forty and forty. Um, uh, hundred and sixty-one minutes. Damn. And I think he had like a four-hour cut of it. And I think um, uh, because he did a four hour, like almost four hour cut of The Hateful Eight that recently came out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And me and Bono fucking love (laughs) The Hateful Eight. That movie's so fucking good, dude. We fucking love that movie. I love the dialogue of that movie, the fucking, the the scenery, the fucking blizzard, the fucking score. Everyone, everyone. Everything about that movie, I fucking love it. Everyone's so on point. There's no doubt. That fucking shit is a fucking story. That's just great. <laughs> so fucking outrageous. That movie comes with its fucking controversy. As all of his movies, there's always something about it. Something that somebody's bitching at, you yeah. know, too violent. 
There's controversy in this one with the Bruce Lee stuff, which people are saying is racist. Yeah. And, Come, um, on, um, Come on, The guy was Korean. And uh, the ending to this movie, which, by the way, we're going to spoil the shit out of this yeah, movie. Yeah, for warning. Of course warning. you knew that, but I'm going to say it anyway out of respect. <laughs> this, we'll do it in order this time. Yeah, but the ending of this movie is very violent towards women and that's like a big a big fucking topic of debate Ugh, fucking people but we'll get to yeah, that yeah, when okay, we get to okay. the ending because um right, right now we're just talking about like being hyped up for this movie i don't even yeah. talk about the fucking i don't know what it's about i have story. no idea what this is about exactly if it said anything yet. <laughs> well you're high as dick we've <laughs> <laughs> well, not said anything about i have this. i told you it was about a doctor and a stuntman oh okay and that it takes place around the fucking manson <laughs> murders yeah. if you're catching you're up fine. like oh, you guys lit. are probably high too so it's probably a good thing <laughs> let's bring it back we talk about it again <laughs> let's recap this movie <laughs> yeah but uh one thing I wanted to ask you was, did this movie for you live up to what the anticipation we had for it? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Like, and more because, again, I had an idea, but I'm not like super familiar with the Manson. I mean, everyone knows the Tate story, but it's okay. So I go into it and whatever. It's Tarantino. Mm -hmm. He's going to be out fucking off the wall. I went into Hateful Eight not knowing anything about it. I was even kind of like fighting. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I'm about to watch a fucking three hour film. Okay. Yeah. Gordy's super pumped. I'm like, dude, shut up. You know, me, we start <laughs> drinking, we start boozing. It was probably one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen. We were fucking laughing <laughs> our asses off in that movie theater. And we were the only ones. <laughs> like, people were afraid to laugh yeah. at the shit in that movie because there's some really. Yeah, yeah. Like, Off the wall. Like shit. messed up racial stuff said in that movie. Have you seen The Hateful Eight? No. Really? <sighs> you watched Django? Yeah. It's on Netflix. Turn the Django down maybe a couple thirds and and you still have that. Fucking... It's the Western one, right? Yeah. yeah. The Western okay. You should watch it's on Netflix. I feel is it? Okay. Yeah. I and feel the fucking like the extended four hour cuts on Netflix, which I would just say watch that. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And they, they chopped it up into a, a series, so it's not a fucking four hour long movie, it's four fifty minute fucking episodes. They did like a little series. Oh what? So it's and nice and digestible. And I think that they're <laughs> <laughs> and I think that they're talking about doing that with once upon a time in Hollywood. That they're gonna do the four hour cut and put it into fucking awesome. four fifty things. So hopefully that'll happen. Even though this is already a really long movie. And um uh, I think that's one of the things that people were kind of disappointed by with this movie, because it's two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. That's long for a movie that's not about like but, World War Two. No, <laughs> but you know what? Also, I think we go to go back what you were saying, like it's the anticipation and you know the hype and and whatever, the movie itself is a good fucking movie. It's so a very those, good movie. those two and a half, two forty, go by so fucking fast and kind of. I mean, not kind of. Definitely leaves you, you know, wanting more. Oh, definitely. If anything, when I see like that, that has it's two hours and forty minutes. I'm just like, fuck yeah, that's like two hours and forty minutes. Of a fucking Tarantino movie, you know? It's like, yeah. there's only so many of them, and 
If it's longer, like, well, fuck yeah. This is like, this is like two movies that another fucking chump would. Yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, I do not mind a long run time. If, especially with Tarantino with, he writes dialogue. It's very fucking good. Like Hateful Eight, a lot of that movie is just people talking. Mm-hmm. But it's so fucking interesting. It's so fucking funny. It's like you're it's it immerses you. You're there. You're you're fucking watching this shit and kind of just like feeling all the emotions. And that's the thing. Everyone fucking brought it in that fucking movie. Hateful Eight, everyone's everyone is a hundred percent in character yeah. and go above and beyond. And then the fucking interaction, whether it was uh improv or just in the moment for that split, fucking fire. Well, fucking Tarantino notorious for no improvs. I bet you read exactly no what I shit. Said. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Well, he does not he does not give actors fucking so the even like if you think like, oh like that seemed like really loose. Like maybe that was improv. Like no, he wrote every. That's fantastic. He wrote just, every fucking thing and he made them say it exactly how he wanted it to be fucking said. Oh my god! You know, fucking. There's a damn it! I just had a fucking fact about there was a scene where he did allow them. Right? Is that? Yeah. So I was gonna bring that up, uh-huh. but um, uh, the scene where he's fucking. Threatening himself <laughs> with suicide. But in that scene, which is arguably my favorite, I don't know, it's my favorite. It's fucking like good. top three favorite. There's a bunch yeah. of really good scenes in this movie, yeah. but that one's very fucking good. And apparently, that's the first time ever Tarantino allowed improvisation and who are you gonna let do fucking that? my boy <laughs> leo <laughs> dog you let leo get go leonardo <laughs> hey improv <laughs> let's go <laughs> it's so fucking i wish we could at some point sometime we will add the clip to it where he does uh maybe fucking the audio maybe the video who gives a fuck but that shit is fucking it's too good it's fucking awesome it's so good so yeah. leonardo dicaprio's character is upset that's and right. with himself. Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. just trying to picture the scene. Okay. Well, all right. Let's let's put a pin in that, and yeah. now let's finally fucking because we've just been bullshitting. So let's talk about the movie from the beginning. It starts in February 1969, you know, and it starts off with in the beginning like uh, Cliff is his name is Cliff Booth. That's Brad Pitt's character. He's the stunt double, and we got Rick Dalton. He was the star of this 1950s Western TV show called Bounty Law. And so they're getting <laughs> interviewed like on the on the set of this show. And it's like this Western town and shit. And it's like, wait, shit. You saw it in the trailer. Like, oh, he helps carry the load. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, come. This guy's talking about Jesus, you know? Yep. So, right the bat. so it starts like that. You go into the fucking Tarantino credits. And Tarantino doesn't fuck around with his credits. You're going to sit through <laughs> minute minimum <laughs> of credits where he's going to tell you the name of his movie. He's going to put his name up there. <laughs> he's going to fucking put everybody's name, all the shit. He gives you long-ass credits every fucking movie. Yeah. In the background. Good song. Of, yeah, in the background of fucking... Typically a pop song or something that everybody loves. 
And this movie's no exception to it. It's filled with fucking great fucking music. Yeah, good soundtrack. And so, you know, DiCaprio is this old 50s Western TV star. And um, uh, so they, they leave, like, it cuts from that. And then Brad Pitt's just, like, driving him around L.A. And this movie just shows, it's like a big L.A. movie, basically. Like, mm-hmm. they're just showing everything. I don't really, I don't know L.A. at all. I'm sure people that are from L.A. probably really dig the fucking movie because they really show off the city and landmarks and streets and which actually they did that was actually him driving in some of those which is almost impossible because you're 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 fucking shutting down hollywood boulevard sunset boulevard and calling ass and then it's you know i had seen he did an interview tarantino did an interview with um who was it fallon kimmel who the fuck was he in kimmel yeah because kimmel's right there and fucking, um, he actually said that. He's like, yeah, he was driving. We shut it down. And if, if you pay attention to the movie, you'll see that the people in the background, that's not, you know, they're just fucking there trying to get video. So I was like, I couldn't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. I just shut it down for the five, ten minutes that I was allowed to and just had him fucking run, which is awesome. That's, that's fucking great. fantastic. So it, it keeps true to, um, to Ellie now. And portraying it Ellie then. Which yeah. Is cool. So you get a lot of shots throughout the movie of different characters driving with Cliff and, and Rick, Sharon Tate with Roman Polanski. Fucking, you know, you're seeing a lot of driving through the city with fucking, with pop music in the background. Yeah. And so they get to like this restaurant and my boy Al Pacino pops up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Al Pacino hasn't been in a good movie in I would like good twelve years <laughs> or something, man. He's one of the greatest actors. But um, yeah, he's a, he's him and and De Niro, dude. It's like you motherfuckers have tarnished. Hey, your you, you know, De Niro's coming back, right? He's you know what De Niro's done like a lot of shit, <laughs> but like. Every now and then he'll be in a good one, like one or two. You see that Netflix good one? one he's going to do? Well, Martin Scorsese's directing that, That's so what I'm, saying. I'm sure it'll be a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hell yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. El Pacino. Oh, yeah, Pacino. Hey. <laughs> what? Was that your Pacino? Yeah. Damn. Did El Pacino uh, just walk into the room right now? Uh, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So fucking Pacino walks in, and um, uh, I think he's like a, an agent, a big like Hollywood agent or something. And uh, he's fucking meeting up with Rick. Um, uh, and he's basically telling him like how much he likes him. He thinks he's a really good fucking actor, and he's just like, "But you're kind of ain't shit right now. Like the fucking your 1950s little western show. Like that's it's done now. Like you know Hollywood's kind of evolving. It's going into the 70s. You got Roman Polanski just did Rosemary's Baby. It's like a different era and whole different shit's going on and he's a star from the 50s so he's fucking fading he's just like dude like you're like nothing you're doing nothing but guest spots on all these shows you're always the fucking bad guy and you know he's this western guy so that's kind of all he does 
He's just like, you're fucking, you're kind of nothing here. So they said, oh, let's fucking get you over to fucking Rome and you can start in some spaghetti westerns and you'll be like a fucking star in Rome making Italian fucking yeah. westerns, right? <laughs> and fucking, you know, DiCaprio leaves and he just fucking loses it. He fucking loses his shit. He starts crying. <laughs> and fucking Brad Pitt takes his sunglasses off and puts them on him. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. So, so don't cry in front of the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yak tough in front of the mix. They don't fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that that leads to this uh, thing that that um, uh, DiCaprio is doing the whole movie, which I saw in an interview, is that he played him bipolar, mm. which is not something I knew when we first watched it. Mm. And then I saw the interview where he says that he's playing him bipolar. And then I watched it that second time. And he'll just, you know, he'll be normal and happy. And then he'll fucking lose his shit and start crying like a lot in the movie. It's right, just like, right. so I was like, oh shit. That's what that fucking was. I thought, you know? he, I thought he had maybe like a stutter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he has a stutter that like um uh, that appears in different times in the movie. Mm-hmm. But like for the part where he loses it in the trailer... When he loses it right there, um, uh, there's a part where he's talking to a little girl about, and he's talking about the book, and he just fucking starts crying. Like, right. so he'll just be like, he'll be like weeping, and then the next moment he'll be like completely fine, and just be like, "All right, like, what's up?" And it's, it's a fuck. <laughs> so it's fucking, it's a very fucking good performance from fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was reading the reviews to this, everyone was saying that. Like it was kind of like Brad Pitt stole the movie, and I fucking thought Brad Pitt's fucking awesome in it. Right. But from what I was reading about it, everyone was like, Brad Pitt's like the best part. Like he steals it. Hmm. And I felt like fucking DiCaprio really fucking was the best part of it. I thought he fucking stole it. Yeah, no, he fucking crushed it. I mean, maybe that's what we're going to get from. Okay, because if you watch the movie towards from the middle and on, it does kind of become the Pitt show. Because it's unraveling the rest of the story, right? You're going to understand what the fuck the movement is. The the second act. Yeah. So, like, the first part's DiCaprio. Yeah, pretty heavy. And then you get... You see that, like, him and Brad Pitt are, like, best friends. You know, they're, like, buddies. It's not, like, that. just that they work together. Like, they really right. love each They've other. They've been making it together for X amount of time. Yeah. So, fucking... <laughs> what were we saying? I was saying that it became the pitch show because he started. Right. He started going. Yeah, off. so the middle, the middle part, because you kind of you gotta get to the Manson shit, right? And you get through it through Pitt. Yeah, that's what I'm all curious. Like, how does this come into play? And see, that's that's the brilliant part of it, where it's like it's like the Inglorious Bastard thing, where it's like where they're doing something else, and the World War is going on in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just shit's unraveling over here. And, of course, Robbie's going through the... She has a couple scenes in there where she's going to the theater and stuff. Yeah. So it still keeps you informed that that's still there. And they go, she about to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's um, uh, another thing. So another thing that they're saying about this movie is that they... like It was like a waste of Margot Robbie and Sharon Tate. And they're giving Tarantino shit for being like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't give her any lines. Because she hardly does have lines. She's just kind of, like, dancing and smiling. She has a couple lines. She's just portrayed as, like, this fucking, like, perfect 
angelic fucking woman. She you looks know? good too. Though. She looks great, and she like Margot acts Robbie. like she's like really sweet and mm-hmm. shit. You know, there's like nothing unlikable about her. And then the fact that you go into it, I mean, unless you're very young and you don't have any idea who Charles Manson is or something, right, right. but a regular person would go into it knowing her fate and just like being like somber the yeah, whole time you like you're bad. like fuck like <laughs> look at this fucking beautiful woman who's like just like happy to be alive and everything mm-hmm. and like she's just completely happy and she has no idea that like she's gonna die like horribly yeah, yeah. and not only die horribly she's gonna see four other people or three other people get butchered Knowing that it's gonna happen to her, yeah, next. like she was the last person to die, so That's she got to fucking see everybody fucking die, and then know it was gonna happen to her. Fuck and that, that. Was, that's real fucking life. That shit, is yeah, not, <laughs> like, that actually happened. Yeah. Like that wasn't Tarantino's writing. <laughs> no, no. So, real life is a lot more awful than yeah. the Quentin Tarantino movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, unborn, unborn child, unborn. Child? Yeah, right. They like, pregnant, right? yeah, they like. Oh yeah, yeah. She was pulled like, it out uh, of there. She was like eight, eight months. <sighs> and yeah, like one of the famous lines is just like you know that this chick's like begging, Sharon Tate's begging for her life, and the the chick told her like like bitch, I don't care about you and your baby. Like I'm gonna fucking kill you and shit. It's just like imagine having to hear that. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So I mean, awful. You see, awful. yeah, you see her character carry out through the movie as happy and not think about the fucking shit that's about to go down. Yeah, you know, because you know the story. I mean, most people. Yeah, think, like he said those people who. Who do enjoy Tarantino films and enjoy the part? The, the fact that it's based like on a historic event is is pretty um yeah pretty it, hard. It's like um uh, she's not in the movie that much. No, she's got maybe three or four scenes. They're short. And she doesn't say much, and um, uh, it's just kind of so. Oh, so it it's she's his next door neighbor. Um, uh, Leo's. So oh, when they get shit. home after he breaks down crying after Pacino just told him to go to fucking Rome, he pulls up right when Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski pull up right next door because they live right next to each other. And he's like, you know, what the fuck? It's like a Shelby or some shit? What is that uh, thing? I'm not sure. Fuck, I wish it's it a Shelby-like car. Maybe. It's a kind of a boat. I'll check it out. Let me do some research. Um, uh, but, and then fucking Roman Polanski's like, in this straight up like Austin Powers suit, dude, <laughs> blue fucking velvet shit with the white. What is that shit called? Like the white sleeves. Yeah, the white frilly shit. Yeah, yeah. like that's definitely where Austin Powers. Got that <laughs> shit it was Polanski. The whole you saw a picture of Polanski. And was like, I want that. Uh huh. And that's like, um, uh, those are famous pictures. Like if you if you fucking um, um Google Sharon Tate. Roman Polanski, like you'll see a picture of them and him in like this Austin Powers kind of looking suit. He looks like a fucking, like a, what is that shit? Like a Victorian guy? Like, <laughs> what? I mean, Austin Powers, I guess, would be the best description. Like, who dresses like that? Like these people dress like that, like in old and English times. <laughs> 
He had a Cadillac DeVille, bro. Oh. <coughs> yeah. The boat, the cream-colored one. Right. The same one from Reservoir Dogs. And then he actually had a replica of the Manson family Ford Galaxy. No shit. It's a crazy fuck, this guy. Tarantino, you crazy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fucking... So they both pull in at the same time, and then DiCaprio's kind of like... Like, look at that shit. It's like, my, I live right next door to fucking Roman Polanski. He's like, he just made, like, the biggest movie in the world right now. Rosemary's Baby. Just, like, fucking blew everybody's fucking minds. That's a movie we did not talk about in our Devil episode. And mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed <laughs> in myself. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he was, like, the hottest shit at that fucking time. He was, like, that Tarantino of <laughs> Like, everyone wanted... To see what the fuck he's gonna do next, and actually, when Sharon Tate and um uh, got and her friends got murdered, he was like in Europe, like getting ready to do his next movie and shit. Yeah. That's why he wasn't there, and he avoided fucking being murdered. Jesus, and I forget who. I don't know if you can look it up. Some like really famous singer was also supposed to go that night, and then like at the last minute, bitched out. <laughs> like he also could have gotten fucking murdered too. Damn. Um. Uh, so yeah, the tape part—they really just show her like um, uh, driving around. They, there's a scene where they go to the Playboy Mansion, mm-hmm. and you see fucking uh, Damian Lewis. This is the actor from did you ever watch Homeland or Dreamcatcher? Remember Dreamcatcher? He's oh, Jonesy. Oh. And um, uh, he was playing Steve McQueen. And we got the fucking guy. His name's Emil Hirsch. He was the guy from uh, The Girl Next Door. Okay. Remember, he's like her friend and shit. Mm-hmm. So you get all of them there. And they're all playing real people, right? Steve McQueen. And the guy's name's Jay Sebring. That was Sharon Tate's friend in this movie. And he was an actual person that got killed that day. Apparently he was like a in real life he was like a hairdresser and he was like the first male hairdresser and he kind of crazy he came up with like the looks to like Jim Morrison and shit like styled, what the fuck like styled him and shit wow kind of styled the fucking times <laughs> that's pretty funny styled the Lizard King dude. exactly and then Manson fucking got him killed <laughs> it's Jesus. fucking crazy huh but um. Uh, so you see them all hanging out there, and that that's one of the only scenes where they give a little bit of like story about Sharon Tate and that guy. But I, I, from what I looked into it, I don't think it's real. Mm. But for the story's sake, it's real. Like Steve McQueen is talking about how Sharon Tate and Jay Sebring um, uh, used to be engaged, and then... Sharon Tate shot a movie with Roman Polanski and broke up with him and ended up marrying Roman Polanski and then Jay Sebring and just kind of joined them and they were just like the three of them were like inseparable for some fucking reason, right? Mm-hmm. So they give a little bit of background on that, but apparently from as far as anyone knows, that's not really true. He was just a hairdresser that maybe was friends with her, happened to be there. According to his Wikipedia page, that's all true. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, shit. Well, then perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Tarantino switched it himself, man. Yeah. Made it work. And then something um, uh, on the way to their house, too, you, 
um, uh, there's like some hippies crossing the street and you see that fucking Leo hates hippies. (laughs) 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 Fucking hippies. (laughs) (laughs) So they get, they let you know that quick, like that first scene after he's crying, he's like, runs into some hippies, like fucking hippies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's old school, man. And then, um, uh, and then you find out that um, uh, he, Brad Pitt basically drives him around because Leo's such a drunk. He's got so many fucking DUIs that now he basically needs a driver. <laughs> so and it's, it's his stuntman. Really, Pitt's not really his stuntman anymore because um, uh, apparently he killed his wife and got away with it. Or at least that's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> so Allegedly. I, yeah, so... So it kind of like they drop that shit on you. I don't know if it's halfway through the movie, but pretty well into the movie, maybe like an hour in. Yeah. And you're he's like very likable because he's just taking care of Leo. Right. He drives him everywhere. He's just like smiling. He's not like mad or anything. He's like handy. He can drive the shit out of a fucking car. Right. Um. Uh, like you know, I don't know. He's just fucking likable. Yeah. He says funny stuff. He's really calm and mellow. Like he's just a really chill vibe you get yeah. from Pitt. Yeah. And then as as the, the story's developing, you see, well, Leo's having a hard time maintaining the job, and because of his job, it doesn't require him to have a stunt double. But he he tries to do what he can to to have him participate. And then at first you're thinking, well, they're just struggling actors and. A uh, stunt guy, but it turns out the the main producer, director, whoever's doing it, he's like, "Nah, bro, you already know why I can't have him here. You already know my wife's involved into this thing." And then it plays out that that's the reason why, and you're just like, "Well, fuck, I wouldn't want him around either. That dude's yeah. a, <laughs> he's a crazy yeah, bastard. That guy, like, a murderer. Yeah. So this this character you already got to like for the last hour." Is a fucking woman. Yeah, now all of a sudden, it's like he murdered his wife and got away with it. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know. I like this character <laughs> anymore. I don't know how I feel about this character yeah. anymore. You already it's like O.J. Simpson. You already made me like him. <laughs> like O.J. Yeah. But then, then they do a very compelling thing because they yeah. do a flashback. Mm-hmm. And they're on a boat. And she's just being the biggest bitch <laughs> <laughs> that you could be to Brad Pitt. Like, take it easy, <laughs> bitch. This is Brad Pitt. Who do you think you are? Exactly. <laughs> And she's just talking shit to him about this the little boat that they're on. Just fucking, you know. Degrading you're like killer him, now Degrading him Basically and he's, and he's sitting there Drinking a beer, a beer And she's standing Right in front of him And he's holding A harpoon gun <laughs> <laughs> But they, the clip cuts You don't ever see him yeah. Kill her So you don't really know If he killed her or not But And like you know Cliff kind of He's just like Ah oh, you don't believe That old fucking story And the guy's just like Bitch shut up Ooh, yeah. He fucking killed her <laughs> <laughs> Which is apparently Based on some real shit That's kind of based on Robert Wagner Who plays number two In the Austin Power movies um, Apparently he got He was on a boat With his wife and they got into this heated argument, and then the next morning she was she they found her dead, like she was drowned, 
And when they did the autopsy, they were like, yeah, she was like beaten <laughs> like, <laughs> like before she died. So everybody was just like, hey, like that dude murdered his wife. And like no one really did anything to him. Like, but then so I think that's where they, they took that from. Hmm. That's well, pretty fucking crazy. No, that's hard. Oh, and apparently fucking Christopher Walken was on that yeah. fucking boat. That's, that's also, yeah, that's what the Wikipedia page is saying. Jesus. And also Walken was there. Dennis Davern. Come on. Can't yeah. forget about Dennis Davern. Yeah. Everyone knows about it. Dennis Davern. Walken was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> okay, I wish I could do a good walking. <laughs> it's better than his Al Pacino. Yeah. Like you beat her down, throw her in the water now. <laughs> That's not a bad walking. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, you see, all right, he's an alcoholic. That's why he needs him to drive him around. So then the next morning he goes and he's going to be on this new show called Lancer, and he's going to be playing the bad guy in that, just like he's always played. And apparently this was a real show. And Timothy Oliphant, who's one of my favorite actors, plays a real person, James Stacy, who was the star of this Lancer show. And so, like, he walks up to Leo and he's just like, hey, bro, like, I'm glad you're on here. Fucking great actor. And he tells him, like, hey, man, like, is it true that you were going to be in The Great Escape? Before Steve McQueen fucking got that fucking iconic role. And then so you'd like immediately see it affect fucking Leo. And then you get to see that like he came really close to being like a really big movie star. But fucking, you know, he just never was able to. He's just one of those actors that was never able to get out of television. He was just not a fucking... Just doing Western television. Yeah, he was not. He was not. He didn't translate to the movies. So fucking, you see, like, like this sense of failure in him. And you see where, like, you know, he gets his depression and shit. You know, he this is what he wanted to be, but he was not able to achieve it. It, it. But he was able to achieve like a certain level of it. So he's kind of a part of it, but he's not. So it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's very fucking, very interesting. And then um, uh, he so he's having this scene um, uh, with with this, and he forgets his lines, and then that's where we get that fucking freak out scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he forgets his lines, but and um, uh, throughout the whole thing, when you don't see him acting, you're like, I wonder if he's gonna be a shitty actor or something, yeah, right? Right, right? Like that's why he never made it to the movies. But then they show him acting in this show mm-hmm. and he's really fucking good, right? So you're like, he's a really good actor and you know he should be one of these fucking stars, but you know, he just not just didn't make it. Yeah, he didn't make it. But you know, he's still a really good fucking actor. And <laughs> he like, you know, he freaks out, like he keeps messing up a line, he's like, Fuck, like I'm done. Whatever, yeah. whatever. And then the director's like, No, no, like sit back down. He's like, nah, fuck that. So I sit back down. I was like, "All right, all right, I'm back." He's like, "Use it, use it." He's like, "I'm gonna use it." <laughs> and it's it's and clever, then, it's and cleverly then, shot too with those scenes because it's still like in full view. It's panning, but it's part of the scene that he's shooting 
to be part of the show. Mm -hmm. So then they're like, all right, we'll reset. And the mm -hmm. camera goes back and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm yeah. about to see this again. Exactly. It's going to be great. Yeah, so it's like you're watching the show or the movie and then... <laughs> It's like, shit, I fucked up. Let's get back into it. And then so after that, you know, he still he gives a really good performance after, you know, they give him his lines and he gets pissed off and it even gets like a better performance out of him. And he goes into the trailer and he's just like, you feel like, don't you ever fucking embarrass yourself <laughs> like that? And then. He's like all time and says like you fucking drink too much. You're a fucking drunk. And he's like like halfway crying through all this shit. He's like, you had like eight fucking spritzers. It's like, why couldn't you just have three? Because you're a fucking drunk. And he's just like, no more of this shit. Like, I'm fucking done with it. And then right as he says that, he opens up a flask and he takes a drink and he's like, fuck. And he like throws it out the fucking trailer. Then he goes up to himself in the mirror. It's like the best thing. Yeah, it's so good. And he's just like, if you don't fucking go out there and get your lines, he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> like, I will take a gun he's like, and I'll blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> and he's just like, get your shit together. <laughs> it's Motherfucker. Like, so fucking funny. So he's like, dude, he just threatened to kill himself. <laughs> he just like, get his lines right. Get brains all over your pool. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want. It's like, I'll fucking kill you. It's so fucking hilarious. Get it together, motherfucker. <laughs> And he goes and does a and fire then, fucking scene. Yeah, and then he scene. does a fucking great fucking <laughs> scene. It's fucking awesome. What a great. Like, and then the thing is, it's just like, that's what this movie's about. It's about him going through that shit. Pitt being his fucking, like, disgraced stuntman. And then Sharon Tate's just kind of in the movie and. The neighbor. And the neighbor, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, like, the last act. And even then, it's not that fucking relevant. She doesn't play a very no, big part no. in it. Just the idea of her, you know? Just, it, it's, again, it, just to let you know that that's still in the... Going yeah, on it kind of gives it a setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not just the 60s in L.A. It's this specific time in the 60s. Right. Yeah. Where Bruce Lee was legit around. Oh, shit, yeah, and Bruce Lee was... Right here, because what we're about to start talking about is he wasn't quite the big star he was at this time. He was starring in the fucking Green Hornet at this mm -hmm. point. He was doing TV, which is why he ran into these characters, because mm -hmm. they're fucking TV actors. Right. So they was he wasn't the man, the myth, the legend quite yet, right? At this point, it was like he was barely getting a start being a fucking a stunt actor, you know, in fucking was the Kato Hornet. Right? Yeah. Right. And really quick before we move on to that, I want to talk about the little the little girl, the actress in this fucking movie. Okay. She's fucking great for a nine-year-old little girl she yeah, gives yeah, a yeah. fucking terrific performance bro right, right. no she crushes it she's very fucking good i thought she was great that's a very good scene too where he's like um, uh, that's when he starts crying because she's reading a book on like walt disney and shit she's this really smart little girl has no fucking there's no way a nine-year-old like that exists maybe i don't know i'm sure there are yeah, yeah but yeah fucking Terrific. And then he starts talking with this book that he's reading and it kind of 
speaks to what's happening to him. It's about like a guy that used to tame horses who fell off a horse and hurt his hip. And now he couldn't tame horses as good anymore. And then he starts describing it there. He just breaks down and starts yeah. fucking crying and shit, you know. That's ready to get another little bipolar shit right there. Right. And then he goes on to have that little scene with the with the little girl. And then you see that part from the trailer where she tells him, like, that's the best acting I've ever seen my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> She's fucking nine. <laughs> and then he starts crying after he hears that, you know, he's just like, Thank you. <laughs> and he's like fucking starts fucking crying. He's so fucking flattered. Like, in a way, like, that's all he needs, you know? He just needed the one person to tell him, like, that's the fucking... That's the shit. That's the best shit ever, dude. It's just, like, at that point, like, fuck it, if I'm not a star or whatever. It's, like, one person, <laughs> one nine-year-old little girl <laughs> reached. <laughs> and while this is happening, when, when he gets dropped off to do this set, he tells Cliff, like, you know what? You're not going to, like, uh, I'm not going to need you. They don't need a stunt double for this because... They got the stunt team from the Green Hornet. And so the guy's like, ah, fuck. You know, I was like, all right. So, so he tells him, go home and fix my TV antenna because it fell off of the fucking ceiling. Right, right. And that's when fucking you, you get the backstory about what happened during the Green Hornet. Fucking Kurt Russell is like the, the fucking... Was it producer, director? Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm assuming he was either direct, somebody who, maybe producer, showrunner, somebody who hired him to be a part of it and was kind of overlooking the production. And um, uh, his name's Randy in the movie, apparently. And, Randy. <laughs> and so there's this really funny scene where DiCaprio's kind of begging him to to use... To use um, uh, Cliff. And he's just like, well, like Bono was saying earlier, he's like, man, I don't want to use him because you know why. He fucking, he killed his fucking wife. And he's, and he's just like, nah, like, he's all like, throw him off a fucking building, set him on fire, hit him with a car. <laughs> like, he's, he'll be happy to do it. <laughs> he's like, he'll just be happy. Just he's, selling it. Yeah, he's like, he'll just be up. happy to be fucking working. <laughs> so throw him off a fucking building, set him on fire, whatever, dude. Do whatever the fuck you want to. <laughs> and then so... He convinces him. He's like, all right, fine. He's like, but just tell him to stay the fuck away from my wife. Yeah. And then so he gets in wardrobe. He's in his fucking shit. And he's Bruce Lee's standing there, like, kind of telling a story about, like, you know, basically how badass he is and how he could beat Cassius Clay in a fucking fight and shit. (laughs) Fucking when he says that fucking pit starts laughing. And not like he laughed out loud or anything. He just kind of chuckled. He kind of chuckled. But my boy Bruce saw that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, but like, why the fuck did you laugh at that? Like, did I say something funny? And he's like, you kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, what did I say that was so funny? And he's, he says something like, it's like to think that you would be anything more than a fucking stain on Cassius Clay's shorts, like is fucking insulting or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that guy's like, so then Bruce Lee is like, okay. 
It's like, how about you and me fucking fight right now for a nice friendly competition? Mm -hmm. We don't hit each other in the face. So the first dude to knock the other guy down three times wins. And he's Pitt's just like, fuck, yes, let's go. <laughs> and then so Bruce Lee goes like over to his team. He's taking off his jacket. And then they tell him, like, hey, like, boss, like, this guy's kind of famous. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's all like, like, he killed his wife and got away with it. And then he, like, looks back. He's like, that guy? <laughs> 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 ah, fuck. <laughs> but, you know, at but this point, it's too late. You don't fucking back down. And you've already challenged him. So he's like, fuck it. Even though for a second, he's like, oh, shit. Maybe yeah. I, I shouldn't fight this dude. Which, which is so pretty fucking good. Because, all right, so it's already showing that Bruce Lee's so into himself. For him to question anyone and be like, oh, this dude's going to be a challenge. The reaction to knowing that he killed his <laughs> wife, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, that guy killed his wife? Like, that guy did that? So oh, shit. He's, <laughs> taking, he's taking off his the, the top part. He's just like, holy fuck. I'm yeah, like, it's, it's already too game. late. The jacket's <laughs> off. <laughs> I can't right. go back. I might have to fucking fight this guy to the death right now. That's fucking, that's like male pride right there. You're like, fuck, I might have to. I might have to die right now, not to look like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. In front of all these dudes, you know? So then it starts off and Bruce Lee runs up at him and throws like a fucking, a fucking a kick at him and knocks Pitt down. And then, I'm like, like, Pitt didn't even do anything. He just stood there and just fucking got kicked. And then he stands up and he's like, all right, like, why don't you try that shit again, you know? So then he runs at him again. He, like, grabs him and he fucking throws him at There's a car right behind him. And he throws him right at the car and makes, like, a giant body-sized dent into this fucking car. It's also a big-ass car. Again, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was huge, yeah. One of those 60s boats. yeah. So then they get up and they start going at it and they're having like a little fist fight and like Pitt's not like dominating him, but he's kind of like edging him. He's doing like he's kind of smacking him a little bit. And right before they really get too into it, um, uh, Kurt Russell's wife shows up. And um, uh, she's just like, what the fuck? Like, why are you fucking fighting the fucking star of the fucking show and shit? And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry or whatever. And then Carousel shows up and is like, what's happening? He's just like, this fucking wife murder is fucking beating up the, our fucking star. Uh, or she's like, he says, she's beating up Bruce. And then fucking <laughs> Bruce Lee's is like, for the record, so nobody was beating up Bruce. <laughs> and then Pitt's like, so like, well, the dent in that fucking car says something different. And then Kurt Russell's wife's just like, what the fuck? Like, that's my fucking car and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, get him the fuck out of here and shit. So that kind of, so then that showed how that that was Brad Pitt's last stunt job. Now definitely no one's gonna <laughs> no one's gonna work with him anymore. And he's remembering all that as he's changing the fucking antenna on the top of the the roof. Pop that shirt off. Yeah. How old is Brad Pitt? He's at least fifty, right? He's definitely fifty. I would guess he's like fifty five or something. Fifty five? That's a let's see. Check it out, Oz. Where are we at? 
55. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> I know how old Pete yeah, is. I could, <laughs> I could tell by his body, dude. Yeah. He's 55. December 18th, 1963. Damn. 55 years ago. 55, yeah. So he's looking good for 55, let me tell you. Yeah. Like, you can tell his face is a little older, but his body, that's not 55. <laughs> not at all. It's the body of a 35-year-old in his prime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. And so when he's up there, he, he has that little flashback. And then you see the one and only scene where Charles Manson actually appears. Charles Manson is in this movie for maybe a minute, minute and a half tops. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like not even a threatening or maybe a little bit because mm-hmm. he was he was scoping out the house next door he walks up to it and then um uh, the guy from the girl next door walks up and he's just like what like may i help you and shit and he's looking for this guy terry melcher who's a real guy who used to who's a music producer mm-hmm. for the beach boys and sadly like the beach boys are kind of Whoa, dude. They've got the ball rolling to all of this happening. Okay, but you were about to say some shit. No. Well, you know what? You know, they were directly responsible. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> uh, the Beach Boys have blood on their hands. Yeah, so they show up looking for... He shows up looking for Terry Melcher, finds out Terry Melcher doesn't live there anymore. That Oh, he says that it's the Polanski residence. So he now knows that famous director... Up and coming rising star live there. And he's just like, oh fucking, perfect. This is, this is even better. And um, uh, like that's that's all that's all the scene you get from. Him. And he's non-threatening. He's just like, oh, I'm just looking for Terry Melcher. And the guy's like, oh, he doesn't live here anymore. And he's just like, all right. And he leaves. And that's all you fucking see mm-hmm. of fucking Charles Manson. But um. Uh, well, going back to the Beach Boys really quick. Dennis Wilson, who's the drummer of the Beach Boys, uh, much like Brad Pitt in this movie, picked up a girl that fucking um, was part of the Manson family, gave her a ride up there or whatever, and that's how he met Charles Manson. Mm. And he, like, Charles Manson almost became, like, a fucking rock star because he met these guys. He had songs that he had written. This guy thought he had talent. He met all the fucking guys. I think he recorded music. <laughs> I think he legitimately wrote a Beach Boy song that they took, like, that he wrote and shit. No way. Yeah. So he got a taste for being, like, almost being famous and then... The fucking guy who was looking for Terry Melcher basically was like, you know what? This guy creeps me out and I don't want anything to do with him. So this guy got really close and then this guy took it away from him. Dang. So fucking that's why he was looking for him to kill him. Yeah. He didn't live there anymore. And he was like, fuck it. I'll kill these people, you know. So that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like indirectly <laughs> the Beach Boys kind of. <laughs> you hear that? Whoever's left of the Beach Boys, Fuckers. you're essentially murderers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But they wrote some fucking hitters. Huh? 
One Don't of those. worry, baby. That's probably Manson's right there. Oh, fuck. Shit. That's a whole different fucking meaning than that song. <laughs> and, um, uh, so speaking of that, that was kind of, I guess, maybe a little bit of an influence on the that part of that middle part of the story. Which is on, fine. On Pitt, it's, it's sick. Pitt picking up. Um, uh, he, he runs into this um, uh, Manson follower girl. Like twice, mm-hmm. um, uh, just randomly in the street. And she's a little cutie, you know. Obviously, very young for Brad Pitt, who's a fifty-five-year-old man. Mm-hmm. But you know, fifty-five-year-old Brad Pitt maybe gets a fucking a, a pass on. <laughs> that. I don't know if it's of age. <laughs> There's consent, <laughs> you know. It's good to go. Which I don't know which woman, which straight woman wouldn't consent. Oh, she offers it up quick. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She, oh yeah, she goes for it. So he like runs into her like twice. They kind of have like that traffic flirt, and then finally the third time they run into each other, he lets her in the car and she fucking asks for a ride to Spawn Ranch. And since he used to be a stunt double, and and um, uh, they apparently they shot that show back in Spawn Ranch back in the fucking day. So fucking Cliff knows the owner of Spawn Ranch, and he's just like, "Oh, you you live in Spawn Ranch? Like, who else lives there?" And he's like, "Oh, like a bunch of us live there." And he's just like, "Really?" And he's just like, "And George, like, let all of you guys do that." Man, she's like he just let a bunch of people move into all of this shit, and then like you know she kind of starts sounding nervous, and she's like, "Yep," and then he's just like, "Okay, like I'll take you there and shit," because he's now he's like curious about like people fucking yeah, what's going down? taking advantage of this yeah. old man or what happened to this old man. So he's like, "All right, let's go." So that's that's when the the section of the movie there it becomes Brad Pitt's movie for like a. I don't know. A good half hour. Yeah, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Which is a good amount of time. I mean, just for, not character development, because you're already a fucking hour and something in, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, well, it feeds into the Manson part without Manson, you know? Yeah. You get the following, you get the crazy bitches, you get the fucking... You meet meet the players, you meet meet the people that are going to be the ones committing the murders, you meet Tex... And the two other women that were there for the murders, um, <clears throat> and it all the that section of the movie, along with the Bruce Lee part of the movie, kind of is setting up what a badass Brad Pitt is. In this part, he like beats the shit out of a fucking hippie that fucking um, slashes his tire. Yeah, and he beats him in front of everybody and. <laughs> Whenever when they're gonna try to do something, he's just like, dude, if you get any fucking closer, I'll fucking stomp his fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) Which like, oh, it's so bad. Up up until that point, there really isn't anything graphic. So when you see him, like, it's because he okay. So he goes and talks to the owner of this ranch, Mm -hmm. and in well, it goes. There's a little bit of a mystery first because at first you don't know if this guy's like dead or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's being held captive and Pitts is trying to get to the bottom of it and he's like asking questions like, where's George? And, and they're like saying silly shit like George is taking a nap. Yeah. And he's just like, huh? And they're like, well, can I go see him? And they're like, no, we already told you he's napping. And he's just like, well, I'm already here. I came a long way. Why don't you just wake him up and let me say hi? And they're like, nope. And then he's just basically like, look, 
like you're not gonna be able to do anything to stop me so just fucking let me fucking see him and they keep saying shit that doesn't add up they're like she's like he's like why the fuck is he asleep right now and she's like because i need him to take a nap right now so he could watch these shows at night and then he says like also like he's blind so you're you're gonna have to tell him who you are and shit and you get in there and you see a body on the bed. You don't know if it's a living body or mm-hmm. what. You don't know if it's going to mm-hmm. be somebody that's going to fucking tricking him, that's going to kill him. Because this whole time you're thinking Brad Pitt's going to fucking die. Yeah. There's like 20 fucking people there He's by himself. <laughs> yeah. You know what these people are Bunch capable of. Bunch of hippies, of. dude. Shit's going down. You know what these people are capable of. So this whole time you're like kind of going like Pitt, Stop. <laughs> but go back. Yeah, they, they keep, go back. They keep telling him like no, like you need to go. And he's just kinda like, mm, like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and Which, I'm gonna I fucking mean, get in there. A man who killed his wife probably doesn't fear shit. It's true. But mm-hmm. again, we don't know if he killed his <laughs> wife or not. That's up to you to at, decide. At that point, I'm thinking this fool can kill everyone. Yeah. That's another thing you think of. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you think I mean they're a bunch of like eighteen year olds, a bunch of fucking lost ass hippies, you know? Yeah. So Pit fifty five, no shirt. He's taking everyone. <laughs> but, but then He's you got you, you got Tex there, right? Oh, and we right. know who Tex is. We know that he fucking killed those people. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, that dude's there, like you know, he can fucking kill him, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't go down that way. He goes up there, he shakes him, and the, it's just an old man who was asleep. He was taking a nap, and in a very funny twist, everything that they said turned out to be true. <laughs> yeah. He was taking a nap because he wanted to watch his shows <laughs> later. He was fucking blind. <laughs> and he was just like, George, are you like letting these people stay here? And he's just like, oh, yeah. And he's like, squeaky. <laughs> like, the fucking girl who's kind of like, in charge he's kind of like his bitch she says like he's sleeping because i fucked the shit out of him earlier and yeah, shit. Right. that's dakota fanning by the way <laughs> so it's crazy to see her in that fucking role up. thinking about like war of the worlds where i am sam you know and she's talking yeah. about fucking the shit out of a fucking like eight okay so like <laughs> now it's dakota play back some shit fanning was the top of her game when she was a kid too oh yeah so you had a little girl uh actor who was fucking killing it so i mean i think maybe that might be maybe maybe (laughs) the nod yeah a little nod to her yeah so squeaky so he's like he's like (laughs) squeak so he's like squeaky he's just like oh yeah like i'm letting her stay here like you know he's just like hey what's going on here like like are these people hurting you or anything and he's just like no like like, Squeaky loves me. We watch shows together and blah, blah, blah. So then Pitts is kind of like, well, all right, then, you know. He seems to be, like, they're probably taking advantage of him a little bit, but he seems to be he's okay cool with, with it. He's all right, he's yeah. He's okay with it. And so he's like, all right, then I'm going to fucking, he, he just leaves. But, and then when he's leaving, the guy fucking slashes tire. He Not just, text, another fucking dude. Another, like, like hillbilly-looking Real Theo Vaughn looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy looking fuck. Yeah. So he like, he tells him like, did you fucking do this? And the guy just like laughs. And he goes, he gets the spare tire and the jack, he throws it on the floor and he's like, fix it. And he like, the guy just like laughs at him. And so he just runs up he's, to him. He's and, like, fuck you. He straight up tells him, fuck you. And then he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, so he just punches him in the face. 
And then he beats him like pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so again, up until that point, it starts becoming a Tarantino that, film. That's when you start seeing like, okay, maybe he's a psycho because he just keeps picking this guy up and keeps punching it him. It doesn't in the face. stop. <laughs> it just fucking... It's like very fight club. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh man, he's just fucking beating this guy. And then finally he's like, all right, like now fix my fucking tire and shit. And he, the guy asked him, like, can I at least get like a towel to wipe my blood off my face? And he's just like, after you fucking fix my fucking tire. Which, okay, so when he's being the shit out of this dude, I mean, there's primarily a bunch of females. They're like mm-hmm. yelling at him, fuck you, fuck that, this and that. They're basically trying to like group up and come in closer. And he's just like, look, if you take another step, I'm going to keep being the shit. This was going to die, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a different twist because you would think, okay, this was already done. Bitches take another step and I'll fuck all you bitches up. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, okay, he's going to kill this dude. So don't move girls. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty dope. It yeah. makes it fucking pretty intense. Cause he's legit beating the fuck out of this guy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. And then, after that, you kind of... How do we get to the fucking mansion? <laughs> this is where my notes end. <laughs> so, okay, so he had... he had um What's his name? Rick's car. So that was the issue. Oh, if right, it was yeah. his car, he wouldn't give a fuck. But it was not his car. He's like, mm-hmm. dude, I need this shit fixed because I got to go pick him up. I got to mm-hmm. go fucking... We got we to gotta do some shit. <laughs> we get to, the day's done. I fixed Antenna. We're fucking good. Uh-huh. So it, oh yeah, they were gonna watch a show. Uh-huh. He was on an FBI show, like one like a America's <laughs> Most Wanted or some shit. What? Yeah, uh, Leo. Yeah. So they go, they go to his house and they watch the episode he's in. He's like this guy is like in the back of this truck with hay and he's like a shotgun. He just pops up and he just fucking kills like <laughs> a bunch of dudes. And then at the end, like they show him, like open the case and turn to the camera and like, <laughs> FBI wanted. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, what's really funny is that the whole fucking time, Pitt and fucking DiCaprio are watching it, and they're, like, talking. Like, you know, how you would casually be, like, watching a, a show or something, and you're just having small talk, and you're like, oh, look. Like, he just shot that guy. He's like, that guy was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, like, you know, just talking about random bullshit, and they're like, oh, a big scene or whatever. It's just, like, it's just cool, like, I don't know, just, like, really realistic fucking, you know, how people just watch TV and yeah. shit. And fucking, so after that, so Leo decides to actually go to Rome. Mm-hmm. He ends up shooting, like, four spaghetti westerns. He makes some money. He gets fucking married over there to they? a fucking... <laughs> To a little hottie. I forget the name of the actress or whatever. I don't think she was real, but she's a little dime piece too, you know? She's yeah. a real person? Uh, also, I don't think so. a pr- pretty dope tie to it with the Italian um, westerns that were All directed. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so he talks about the movies he was in, and one of them was directed by the Marguerite. What's his first name? Something Margarete. Antonio. Antonio Margarete. <laughs> so Kurt Russell's narrating this whole part. Like the third act of the movies is heavily narrated by Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. He's kind of explaining what everybody's doing. 
Kind of, he does the same thing in the Hateful Eight after the intermission. He kind of narrates as to what's happening. Right. He does the same thing. He's just like, you know, fucking Leo went off. He became like a fucking Italy smash. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, he like um, uh, he had four movies under his belt and he came back with his new wife. And um, uh, so he fucking talks to Pitt and he's just like, dude, I got the wife now. Like, I can't afford to fucking I can't afford to keep you on anymore. Like, we're going to have to go our separate ways. <laughs> so it's like that. So I guess the movie itself there and in the story is talking about how it's the end of an era. It's the end of their era of being friends like that. And it's the end of basically their careers. They're like, they're not useful in this fucking new fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Like they don't fit in. So it's like the end of an era. And a lot of people consider that night that Charles Manson did all those murders, the end of the fucking 60s, this, of all the peace and love, and then it was all shit 70s where like, everything was fucking taxi driver and mm-hmm. fucking, fucking prostitutes and fucking porno theaters everywhere. <laughs> fucking, dirty fucking, 70s. Yeah, the, the dirty. Uh, yeah, fuck That's me. why I was born in the 80s. That's right. I said, I don't want to be born in no dirty decade. <laughs> Wait, the 80s when <laughs> fucking AIDS came along yeah. and Shit, cocaine dirtier jacket <laughs> <laughs> cocaine <The> dirtiest <laughs> so then they just they decide um, that since it's gonna be their last night together that they're just gonna get fucked up obliterated <laughs> so they go to the Mexican restaurant they're gonna get they, they get nice and wasted at the same time Sharon Tate and her friends are at a different Mexican restaurant they're like both, like, you know, their paths are leading to each other. And you see it's fucking happening. The fucking Tex and the three women are in their car. They're fucking, they're, they're going through the plan. They're like standing outside of the neighborhood. They're like, all right, well, we get in there. Charlie said, get in the house and kill everybody inside and shit. And they're fucking going through their plan. And you're seeing like all these people, they're all going to come together soon. And you're... You know, we've seen Inglorious Bastards. We know what this fucking story is supposed to end like. We know it's probably not going to end the way that we think it is. But we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. That, yeah, that we know it ends. Because, I mean, this is knowing the, the fact. Like, fucking the Second World War, fucking the tape fate. You already know what the fuck's going on. So you're like, holy fuck, how is he going to do this? You know, you know for a fact that these two characters don't exist in that story, mm-hmm. so they have no place in that story. Yeah, like what? How are, you gonna how are they story? gonna fucking be like? <laughs> like, are they gonna like? Uh, and me, I was at first when I saw the trailers, I was like, it looks like fucking Brad Pitt's like gonna join the cult. Like, is Brad Pitt gonna fucking maybe murder them? Or like, I was thinking like, or is like Leo drunkenly gonna go and be like, hey, a lot of noise in there, and he's gonna get murdered? Like, I was just thinking, right, right. I was thinking that those were the. <laughs> The more logical fucking ways that 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 it was gonna go, and also I was just like fuck, like thinking like it, it's gonna end, it's gonna have a fucked up end no matter what. It's like he's either gonna kill Sharon Tate and they're just gonna kill our main characters with it. And you've already grown to like these fucking mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, you're you care, you you're care about 
by the time it gets to that point, you're just like, fuck, like, I don't want these guys to die, mm. you know, but they're probably going to fucking Keep in mind, up. this is two and a half hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a journey. Fuck. It's a fucking journey. And exactly. for sure you're invested. And again, the movie is that fucking good because that two and a half is like blink of a nice shit. You're so fucking into it. It's well, fucking awesome. Well, people have been complaining about the middle part. You know, which I have no issue with. People are stupid. I have no issue with. People are fucking retarded. It is long. I'll fucking give them that. It's a long fucking movie. And I don't know. People just kind of felt that that Brad Pitt, like, linking part was, like, unnecessary, I guess. But, I mean, I maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I'm happy that it's a part of the movie. I think it's a solid fucking. You got to see him beat up a hippie. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I have now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so, um, uh, what happened? So, yeah. Okay. So, actually, um, when they when they get to the neighborhood, right. <laughs> you know, they, they roll up in the galaxy. They're getting their fucking blades. A 10050 Cielo, Cielo Drive. Drive we, almost, we, all, we almost went. Yeah. We were in L.A. <laughs> we were in L.A. Yep. Days after we watched this movie, we were heavily, we were heavily hyped. <laughs> we were legit in Hollywood. Yeah, and um, we we were wanted to go, but we didn't end up going. Yeah, you could actually go to Spawn Ranch too and shit. You could fucking, which is like hiking trails now. Yeah, they did. I guess they demolished like all the shit that was there, but now it's just fucking hills <laughs> and shit. But. Or anyway, so Sharon Tate and her friends get home. Um, uh, Pitt and uh, Leo get home. Um, uh, Leo's wife is asleep in their bedroom. Fucking Leo decides he's going to start making margaritas out of nowhere. <laughs> and um, uh, and Pitt, oh, I forgot to mention, Pitt has a fucking ferocious fucking dog in this fucking movie. Oh, that's right. That he has completely trained like you know he just fucking snaps his fingers he'll sit on the fucking couch if the dog whines before dinner he won't feed it like the dog is like his fucking dog it's a badass pit (laughs) yeah it's a big old fucking thing that even if it wasn't trained you would not (laughs) want no fucking like that thing was gonna kill you And so he he has this dog, and so they get home, and Leo's doing the margaritas, and fucking Pitt's like, I'm going to go walk my dog. Oh, and earlier, Pitt had bought a a cigarette that was dipped in acid, and he was saving it for a special occasion. (laughs) Hell yeah. So right then, at that moment, right when he's about to walk the dog, he's going to go for a cigarette, and he sees the acid cigarette, and he's like, it's tonight the night. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. This <laughs> is the night. So he lights it up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, fun fucking fact about that. The, the hippie that sells him the fucking acid cigarette is BB, the little girl from Kill Bill 2. No shit. That's fucking nuts. Isn't wow. <laughs> So Pitt goes off into the street walking his dog. As he's walking his dog, the fucking Manson car and people are rolling up. They like pass each other on the street. And so then they're in, they park and they're like, all right, we're going to go in there. We're going to kill them all. 
and they like um uh, I don't know like oh so that's when um uh, Maya Hawk the spawn of one and only the fucking man himself Ethan we need an Ethan Hawk Hawk. sound I know yeah right (laughs) there you go bitch (laughs) sample that shit (laughs) I know we're sorry dude we haven't talked about Ethan in a fucking while fuck Another hawk talk's gonna come at you it's guys real soon. fucking soon. Don't you <laughs> don't you worry about that. But Ethan Hawk and um, Uma Thurman's daughter is very briefly in this movie, and that bitch looks just like Uma Thurman. Yeah, it's like young as Uma. Shut it's up. uh, what are you saying? Show some respect for cool. Hawk. <laughs> it's pretty. I do show him respect, oh, bro. That's not big. That's the highest compliment I can <laughs> give. Okay. God damn it, dude! It's a compliment of the highest caliber. <laughs> so she's kind of like, wait, like, what the fuck's the plan? Like, yeah. I don't know. You, she's kind of like reserved. On the she's like, yeah, oh, she's kind of like, dude, we're just gonna go in there and fucking stab because they got knives. We all know how the story goes. These people didn't go in there with gut. So I guess Tex had a gun. Yeah, but they didn't use it. They fucking stabbed everybody like 70, 80 times each. Fuck. So. Fuck. Yeah. So they, you know. They're already walking up the hill. No, no, no. So first they, so they drive up to the house. And then this car that's fucking muffler is really fucking loud. And Leo. Oh, that's right. He's making his fucking margaritas. And then he hears this (laughs) fucking sound. And he's like, what the fuck? And he looks out the window and he sees fucking hippies. He's like, fucking hippies. (laughs) So then you're like, oh, no, Leo. You're about to get fucking killed. Because he walks right up to him. He's like, what the fuck are you fucking hippies doing down here? (laughs) And they're like, oh, like we got lost. He's like, bullshit. Like You just came to fucking smoke dope on the road. It's like, fix your fucking muffler next time or whatever. And so he, like, basically, like, tells them all. Anytime they try to talk, he'll, like, talk over. And he, he's doing a hilarious yeah. performance. Yeah. Just telling these motherfuckers off. Fucking hippies. And then he's, like, standing in front of us. So you're like, fuck, are they going to, like, run him over? Or a couple of times he thinks about reaching for the fucking gun. But, like, Leo just screams at him so much that he kind of snaps him out. of Like, scares him out of grabbing the gun. It's like... He's like, like, turn around. He's like, I need to turn around. He's like, go drive backwards, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, so they, so they leave. They leave like the block, and then they park. And then one of them is just like, hey, did you guys recognize him? That was fucking Rick Dalton from fucking Bounty or Bounty the, Law or whatever. The, yeah. And then Tex, he's just like, holy shit. Like, I used to fucking love that show. I had a fucking uh, lunchbox. That was my favorite fucking lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucking love that guy. That was him? <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them in the back's like, dig this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Typical hippie bullshit. Dig this, dude. She's all like, TV, like, we grew up watching TV. We grew up watching murder, man. It's like, let's go murder the people that taught us to murder and shit. So then you see right there, like, oh, fuck. That's where the fucking twist is. Mm-hmm. 
They saw him. They're like, fuck it. We're not going to go into this house. We're going to go murder this guy now. The fucking star of this fucking 50s Western mm -hmm. is about to fucking die. And he says, the chick says, oh, let's go cut his dick off and feed it to him. And shit. So you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not oh, no. fucking good. <laughs> you know? Nope. And while all this has happened, Leo's got setting himself up with his fucking margarita. <laughs> He's got his fucking jar full of margarita. Fucking, he gets in his pool, like in the fucking little floaty thing that he's laying on. He's got a fucking radio there with gigantic headphones, yeah. like laughably <laughs> giant I mean, they were hip as fuck back then, dude. Yeah, so it's like, you know he's not going to be able to hear whatever the fuck he's <laughs> yeah. having. So he's just in his pool like an idiot, drinking margaritas Drunk and smoking as, as like... Three of the most notorious fucking murderers of all time are about to go in there to fucking kill him. Clueless. Yeah. He's just floating in his fucking pool like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and then so while that's happening, fucking Pitt gets back to the house. They haven't gotten quite in yet. They're all on Oh, so actually uh, Hawk's daughter fucking backs out. She fucking tells him like, oh, I forgot the knife in my in the car. And they're like, all right, we'll go get it. And then Tex throws her the keys. Like, you need the keys. It's locked. And she just gets the keys. And she's just like, fuck, yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah, I'll be right back. She gets in the fucking car and just fucking takes <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then so um, uh, so Pitt gets, gets there. And then he's going to feed his dog. He's um, uh, he's got he's got these cans. He's going to feed the dog. And right as he's doing that. As he reaches for the can, the acid kicks in. And fucking, he like puts his hand on it. It's like glowing, like fucking gold. And he's just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like holding the can opener. And he's just like playing with the fucking can opener <laughs> and shit. And then so he's just like tripping. And he's just like laughing. He's like the dude in uh, the Big Lebowski. He's just like, ah. <laughs> just like kind of like tripping out and just kind of like giggling to himself. Mm -hmm. And then as this happens, all three of them break into the house and he's holding a can of dog food. And then there's just these two chicks with knives and Tex with a gun. And then um, uh, he sees them and he just starts fucking laughing his ass off because he's on fucking ass. He mm -hmm. just starts laughing and then Tex starts laughing and then the chicks are just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And Brad Pitt's like, I'll ask him, like, are you real? <laughs> and then the guy tells him, which is something that Tex really did say at those murders right when he walked in. He told him, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. So, like, they were still, like, you know, they were still kind of executing the same plan, just with different fucking people mm -hmm. saying the same fucking things. And then... the The thing right when he says that, it's like he was high as fuck, but at the same time, he realized that the situation was real, mm -hmm. and he gave a command to his dog. So mm -hmm. he looks at the dog, he's like, all right, get ready, pup, because you're about to do some shit right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's fucking fantastic, because all the bitch, okay, so then Tex tells him, okay, check the house, see if anyone's around, mm -hmm. and this bitch watched this fool, right? So it, it's already building up the, the other girl she goes in and brings out the Italian wife. She's uh -huh. like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, she doesn't even speak English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, and then um, uh, so 
he's, he's he commands the dog, and the dog goes for Tex's hand or mm-hmm. some shit. Mm-hmm. Goes for Tex's hand with that had that gun, just starts mauling it. And then so the there's there's a blonde one, and there's one with long black hair. Mm-hmm. The one with long black hair is the one who gave the fucking hippie speech, who convinced them to go and kill Rick. <laughs> So she decides to just run at him with the fucking knife. And he's holding the fucking can of dog food. So he just takes the fucking can of dog food and smashes her fucking face. Like it dents her fucking face in. But she doesn't fucking die. No. She just is on the floor like in horrible pain screaming. Yeah. "Ah!" (laughs) And then at the same time, Tex is fucking screaming for his fucking life because the dog's fucking mauling him. And then he stops mauling his hand and goes for his dick. Yeah. And it's just fucking, oh, like, horribly <laughs> biting his dick. And then, like, it's it's crazy because at first, like, Tex is, like, you know, he's getting his dick bit. And he's, like, like punching the dog as hard as he can, like, trying to fight him off. And you see, like, the point where he, like, stops trying to fight. And he just accepts it. Like, he's just screaming, like, in agony as yeah. his fucking balls are being torn apart. Like, he's not even fighting. Like, Jesus. And then the And the whole time, man. the whole time, Pitt's, like, on acid. And he's kind of laughing or, like, smiling <laughs> through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and then so the the other chick. Um, uh, well, actually, she's not. She wasn't blonde. She was a redhead. Yeah. The other chick had was the one that got the wife. Like the wife, while that was happening, fucking decks her, and then fucking like runs off. And then while that happens, she tackles Pitt and stabs him in the hip. And when Pitt stands up and realizes that he got stabbed in the hip, he grabs this bitch by the hair. And just starts smashing her face. Every At first, he starts to smash it. There's like a a phone on the wall. He just starts smashing it against the phone. Like, <laughs> boom. Like three, four times. <laughs> After that, he takes her and he starts smashing her face into like a, a fucking a, uh, a picture. Like a framed picture. So glass. Just like, like four fucking times. Five fucking times. <laughs> After that. He fucking smacks her like on the top of a fireplace, so it's like you know the uh, the brick is like yeah. out. So he that he just caves her face in there like four fucking times, like puh, puh, puh. <laughs> and then still like another five times on the fucking table, on the fucking floor before he finally lets her go. Damn, it's pretty. Well, he also. After the, he calls the dog off of Tex and goes and stomps his face, like just yeah. stomps it in. It's pretty good. So he just, so he horribly murdered those two. The chick who got hit with the cat at that point stands up and Pitt falls down and passes out from blood loss because he got, he still has a fucking knife in his fucking hip. So the other bitch gets up. Oh, and at that, the dog mauled her too. Yeah. After he so he ki- called her off of text and then like, hey, go fucking chew this. Go bitch. chew the bitch with the fucking can dent <laughs> the in her. Whole time, <laughs> the whole time while he's beating the shit of the other and text over here, that chick is screaming like horrific screams. It's well, she's really getting mauled. It's fucking nuts, and yeah. it's it's kind of like a thing, like a playback to um, was it Kill Bill two, where she rips the eye off of uh, the what's oh, her yeah. name? 
Um, uh, the the chick with the eye patch. I forget her fucking Daryl name. Daryl Hannah is the actress's name, but pulls it out. And anyways, if you remember that movie, she's just running around, like screaming. not screaming, like jumping everywhere. There's a black mamba on the ground. She's gonna die for sure, either from blood loss or a fucking venom bite. Yeah. It's so it's cool because I feel like that's probably the callback yeah. to it. So she's like freaking out, screaming. Brad Pitt is officially passed out. And then so she picks up the knife. She picks up a gun and she's like firing off into the air. At this point, she's like insane. She's been like beaten and mauled and her face is fucking cut up like crazy. (laughs) She's just screaming horribly. She runs through the window in the back. And fucking Rick's in the fucking pool. So then this bitch just breaks through the window and falls into his pool. He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. He has no idea what's happening. He's just like, he fall, he gets off of his like little life thing. And then he's just like in the pool, like tripping on this bitch that's bleeding, holding a knife and a gun. And she's just screaming. Ah! And so he slowly gets up. Oh, oh, we forgot to we forgot to mention the flamethrower. Yeah. Um uh, one of the movies that he starred in, he was this guy who flamethrowed a bunch of Nazis and they go into how he trained with that flamethrower yeah. to make it authentic for the movie. So when that so he gets up and runs off and he comes back with a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> what the, the fuck? And that's how he kills like so over the top. Like at this point you're yeah. laughing your fucking ass off. Like, yeah, yeah. Like when Pitt's beating the bitches, you're not quite laughing. No. It's just shock. You're just like, holy fuck. Fuck. Yeah. But it starts it gets hilarious the minute she fucking breaks through the door and Leo is just like, what the flamethrower? <laughs> yeah, he goes and gets a flamethrower, he torches her. And then whatever the cops get there. You um uh, Leo's okay, his wife's okay, fucking Brad Pitt's okay. He's like, ah oh, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the hospital and and Leo's like, fuck, should I come? And he's like, nah, nah, just like, you know, go chill. Like, you're just going to go sit in the waiting room. Like, uh, like I'll see you tomorrow and shit. And so they, they drive off and he's just standing down in the street. And then the guy from the girl next door, he's standing at the gate of Sharon Tate's house next door. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and um, he's just like, hey, like, what, what just happened or whatever? And he's like, oh, like a bunch of hippies just broke into my house. By the way, this might be my favorite. I don't know what's my favorite part. If it's, yeah. if it's the very last part it's or tough. the it's part where he tough. freaks out or the Bruce Lee fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, all that shit's so good. But it, the movie ends so good. So the guy's just like, yeah, like, you know, he a bunch of hippies broke into my house. And he's like, holy fuck, like... like like, hey, what happened? He's just like, well, my buddy killed two of them. <laughs> and he's just like, in hell, well, I burned the third one to a Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like, holy shit. Like, are you serious? He's like, did anybody get hurt? <laughs> so, well, those fucking chippy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells him, too, he's like, yeah, I got him with the, the flamethrower. And the guy, uh, he names the, the model of the flamethrower. Oh, yeah, because of the movie. They yeah. keep, they're fans of his. Yeah. He's uh, like, he, well, he said, I burned him to a crib. He's like, you burned him to a crib? Like, how? He's like, uh, he's like actually, I uh, 
Oh, and a flamethrower. Yeah. And he's like, oh, of course, from that fucking movie. He's like, yeah, like, hey. So, like, <laughs> when, when Al Pacino came into the, the thing, when he met up with him, he was talking about that role that he took. And, and Leo, the cool thing about the movie, too, is that you see the actors in the movie, you know, the characters, be really proud of their work. Mm-hmm. Like, Tate, she's about it. She's really thrilled to see herself on the on the screen where... Where Leo's character, he's really like about his acting, mm-hmm. and the fact that he took training on how to use a flamethrower, yeah, he was like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not a fucking gimmick. I learned to fucking, <laughs> I learned to use properly that use that shit." So it's great too, like full circle. Full circle at the end of the story, he fucking burns one of the bitches to death with it. That's fucking. The- it's and so then, awesome. And then I'm. Uh, you hear Sharon Tate through the intercom. She's like, oh, like, what's happening? Is everybody okay? You find out that Sharon Tate's actually a really big fan of that show that he was on. She was just, like, starstruck by him, just like he was by her. And she's like, fuck it, like, come up, like, let's meet. And then that's how the movie ends. He gets up there. He They're introduced. He walks into the house. And then the credits come up once upon a time, which kind of lets you know, like, this was all a fairy, fairy tale. tale. Yeah. Like, none of this shit. It, the, the real story is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, so it's, it's bittersweet because it's nice to see that, like, fake fairy tale ending to this story where Sharon Tate doesn't get murdered and the people that murdered her died horrible fucked up deaths and you're laughing at their deaths. (laughs) And people have gotten offended by this, which I don't understand. They're saying that Tarantino with his violence towards women and shit is just like, do you know what these women did? Like, why why, why do you feel (laughs) any sympathy for these fucking women? And then loosely and almost proudly like these fucking characters talk about that shit they did it i mean there's no fucking doubt about it yeah and why are people defending that just because oh he's a woman i mean whatever because it was the fucking world we're living in right now i get it but these women did horrible things and they downplay the murder of the guy they're like the guy barely suffered the guy got his fucking balls fucking torn off like by a pit yeah like i don't i can't imagine many worse things happening to a fucking man and then you get a fucking head stomp Mm -hmm. (laughs) right he stabs him too Mm because he goes to stab pit pit just like catches his hand and stabs him then fucking punches him and stomps his fucking face yeah like he died pretty horribly too and then but that's like not something that they fucking talk about it's all about the violence towards the women but it's just like dude if you know the way the story go the real story goes i i mean for me i was it was it was totally gratifying like i don't know maybe maybe that sounds fucked up because they're clearly suffering but this is a fictitious fictitious versions of women that did awful fucking things yeah i mean you don't even want to put yourself in that position but okay you put it there these people were stabbed to death that is not a fast fucking death bro so i mean to see the film justice in it and try to i don't know stand up for some shit shut the fuck Mm -hmm. up get out of here dude who the fuck said that stupid shit man Morons, that's who, you bunch of idiots. 
What yeah. the fuck kind of shit is that, man? <laughs> Not stupid. It's it's already make believe. It's a fucking movie. Yeah. And then he even he, I I feel like at that point, Tarantino is like explaining himself. You don't need to explain yourself. Fucking once upon a time. You already know it's not real, dude, because the reality is way worse than that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. Yeah, the re- it's way, it's absolutely worse. And fucking, it was all over Charles Manson trying to start a race war. Like the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing. He thought that he was going to do that, but blame it on black people. <laughs> and that it was going to start a race war. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking acid idea that is. You take a shitload of acid, <laughs> you're going to be like, damn, man. <laughs> no, it's insane. But, I mean, again, that's the, I mean, spoiler, sorry. Spoiler but, alert. But that's, that's <laughs> the fucking twist. That's the t- Tarantino twist, which I'm not even mad at, bro, because it's, I mean, again, you're entertained the whole time. It's a somewhat happy ending. It's too. a, it's, first of all, it's a happy ending for the, for the fucking story you just watched because right. the story you just watched wasn't about Sharon Tate Mm-mm. and her fucking friends it was about Rick Dalton and fucking Cliff and they were about to get murdered brutally but Brad Pitt just happened to be a badass on acid mm-hmm. and fucking handled he had a fucking crazy dog and Leo happened to have a fucking flamethrower <laughs> <laughs> so it ended fucking like really awesome for these fucking characters yeah. it's not even at to an extent not really even about sharon tater or whatever no. it's just um, um that it's their it. fucking story so it's a happy ending for them because you didn't want to see them fucking die i didn't no. want to see them fucking die and I, I i like that they fucking killed them yeah. <laughs> you know it's fucking great and again it leaves it even more positive because you find out that Tate is a fan that she's so hooked up and homeboy i mean he's basically saying hey uh pit i can't fucking fuck with you anymore but this could also be the thing that keeps them together exactly that so gives them the job it ends up so happy because he just met sharon tate who didn't get murdered mm-hmm and she's married to Rowan Polanski, who so he he's potentially just right now getting set up to become a movie star, to be able to take Pitt with him as his stuntman. Mm-hmm. Both their lives could change like for the better. That now you don't you don't fucking know. It's like all fucking fairy tale, yeah. beautiful shit. But at the same time, like I said, it's sad because that's not what really happened. But if you look at it just as in the story of the movie, it is a fucking happy ending. If you yeah. don't. If you don't think about excellent, fucking, yeah. um, excellent fucking. I thought it was bro. fucking. I thought it was fucking outstanding. What did it get? Did it get ten? Did this shit hit a ten or no? I mean, all the negative bullshit, right? Ten or, on IMDb? Yeah, did it well, get a fucking ten? No, dude. you're fucking. I don't think anything has a fucking ten. <laughs> it should. This one should. I mean, in recent time, movies like this, I don't think there's been one this hardcore. I mean, of eight point five. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Eight point five. Let's stack that against other Tarantino's movies. It's the number one most popular movie on IMDb. That's what I'm talking about. Inglorious Bastards got eight point three. Mm. Hateful Eight got seven point eight. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Brown seven point five. Django eight point four. Of course. Pulp Fiction eight point nine. Nice. 
Death Proof 7.0. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Kill Bill 8.1. Kill Bill 2 8.0. Reservoir Dogs 8.3. So, yeah. His two worst rated movies are Death Proof at 7.0 and Hateful Eight at 7.8, which is egregious. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare People you. are idiots. Yeah, they're nuts. Lost That's it. at least an 8.0. Can <laughs> <laughs> you get a recount? Can we do a recount eight. on that? It has to be it's eight. It's at least an 8.0. And I do like Inglorious Bastards better. That's an 8.3. It's just a bango. Django's 8.4. Um, Django, I mean, again. Which I don't know. I like Django better than Inglorious Bastards. I think Inglorious Bastards is a better movie. Uh, Gorlami. Gorlami. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Pulp Fiction 8.9. That's his highest rated. Do you think yes. Pulp Fiction is his best movie? Yeah. Have it's seen, my, it's the have one you seen I... All, most of the ones... Have you seen all of those that I just uh, mentioned? Yeah. I think I've seen them all. It's not Death Proof? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was, that's the with the that, Robert Rodriguez double feature, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't. Yeah. That was... Definitely his most disappointing movie. <laughs> that I was super hyped for too. Whatever, we watched it. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there you have it, Tarantino. I mean, once upon a time in Hollywood. That's it, man. That's the one. Um, uh, I really enjoyed the shit of that movie. Oh, maybe pause. Top three, Tarantino for sure. They're all fucking great with this. Top nine for sure. Definitely top ten. (laughs) (laughs) The top ten Tarantino movie all time. Let's really quick try to give me your top three. Three? That's easy for sure. (laughs) But in no particular rank because they're all that fucking good. No, no, no. Rank? Rank. Oh, you're an asshole, dude. Start with with three. Three? You need a reminder? No, it's I have the three and they're they're fucking there, but okay then. Damn. Come on, don't think about this. Go well, with okay. your gut. Go with your gut, bro. Well, Number this, three. Okay, Which one like, don't you like the least? With this one, I've only I've only watched it once, so, so I could say this could be three. Okay. Okay. My second is gonna be um, the Django. Okay. And then Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Of course, the Django. I've watched the shit ten times. Pulp Fiction as well. It's one of those where. You're flipping through the channels it's on. Throw some respect. I could probably quote every single line of Pulp Fiction. That's right. yeah. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Who can't? What kind of sick fucker? Right? Kid? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to meet that person. Yeah. <laughs> From beginning to end. <laughs> um. Uh, what about you, Ozzy? Um, number three to be a super cool hipster. I would go with Jackie Brown because I really, Ooh. I actually genuinely really like that movie. Okay. Whenever it's on, I I like it. Pam Greer fucking kills it. Okay. Um, and then number two, I'd probably go Glorious Bastards, and then Pulp Fiction, of course. Okay. It's an easy number one. Mm. This is harder for me. I feel because <laughs> I fucking love Reservoir Dogs. Stop making excuses. You just love Pit. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. No, that was his For first sure one. Your, fir- your favorite one's gonna be Inglorious. I already know that. <laughs> I think it, it is my favorite one. Yeah, I know. Everyone knows that because you have a heart but, on the pit. That's why. Also, when Hateful Eight came out, I thought that might have been my favorite one, just because I love the 
The dialogue in The Hateful Eight, I think, is some of the best shit yeah, ever really written. The general public disagrees with you. <laughs> I guess so. Um, uh, but, but I don't know. So I think it'd be Inglourious Bastards, number one. Hateful Eight, number two. And fuck. I guess it would have to be Pulp Fiction, but I kind of want to throw Kill Bill in there as my number Kill three. Bill? Better than this? I fucking love Kill Bill. I mean, because you love Uma. Dude, it has one of the greatest action scenes ever uh, fucking put of on course. film. Yes, I agree. But Dude, like, when I saw that in the theater, bro, it like changed my <laughs> fucking life. Bro, I swear to God. Uh, I came uh, out of that movie theater just like... I've never seen anything that fucking cool in my life. (laughs) But, yeah. I think I'll put Pulp Fiction as number three, but, like, Kill Bill's, like, a close number four. I don't know how this Hollywood movie isn't up there for you. Maybe I had to watch it more times. You're right. I I really liked it, too. I've only watched it once. You saw it twice. You already did. You see? Damn. So I gotta. I mean, just like any Tarantino, you're gonna watch and rewatch and you know notice more shit. Except for Death Proof. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I think I, I've only seen Jackie Brown maybe three times tops. Which is still. I mean, I mean it's more than <laughs> more than yeah. most people watch any movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen all the other ones like an unreasonable amount of time. <laughs> I do I've not want to say. I've seen Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill at least 20 times each. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. Hateful Eight, probably like a good 10. 10, yeah. <laughs> ten. Fuck yeah. Uh, a good Hateful Eight times. Yeah, at least eight times. Good eight times. Not counting the time I watched the extended fucking version on Netflix. You can't count it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's All excellent. Right. Well, excellent fucking movie. Well, fucking, we got to get James in on, on a Tarantino episode. I mean, this one we basically spent just talking on this movie. Like, Usually we try to talk about a number of movies no, and directors or whatever. Is- it's just like... Talking Tarantino, you gotta break it down. You gotta break it down good. Yeah, I mean it demands it too because I mean again, it's a two two and a half two forty. And I'm fucking high a- right now. There was other things. There were some things that I wanted to say earlier that I have completely forgotten. They will. But that's fine. Hopefully, in another episode, another day. That's fine. No, you're not. It'll even- come up. Yes. Go- Go and watch this movie because it is fucking. It is great. Let us know what's up. Do you think it's fucking offensive? Yeah. Do you think other? I mean, a lot of people find all of his movies offensive. Yeah. He throws around the fucking n word like it's nobody's business in all of his movies. Actually, I'm very surprised there wasn't one in this one. But there was that Mexican joke, and they do a, a Native American joke. Well, he's just, and they're still not that bad. Yeah, he's taking a you know a little paragraph off of the old Clint book. You know what I wow. mean? Wow. He's like, all right, Clint Eastwood gets away with it. I'm gonna have to jab at the Mexicans. You know what I mean? It's a quick jab though. It's like, okay. don't cry in front of the Mexicans. That's not even racist. Yeah. <laughs> saying we're tough as fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clint talks about building the fucking border or some shit. Although Hateful Eight did have some fucking some Mexican, like a a, a nice slam on Mexicans. <laughs> it's of, easy uh, to slam Mexicans. Um, uh, the the minis had have a dashery said no dogs or no Mexicans. 
<laughs> so like she changed that rule. It's like you want to know why. So she started letting in dogs. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> Fuck yeah <laughs> That's how you are racist towards Mexicans mm-hmm. And as Mexicans I approve of that <laughs> I'm not mad I am not offended by it I laughed my yeah. ass off when I fucking Quinn, heard it <laughs> Quinn you got it You're, keep, you're crushing it Alright well we've got been babbling about this shit long enough Let's fucking wrap it up Like oh, a yeah. fucking Like a condom right before Coitus <laughs> It is Let's be safe. You guys be safe. God bless. (laughs) Later.